This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. This is where the pre-recorded stuff ends and the live radio personality begins. And thankfully for you guys, you have a gifted and talented trained radio professional to handle the business of the day. Good morning, world. It's the World Show. It is, what does that say? Friday, October 6th. It is a little bit after 10 o'clock, Los Angeles time. I'm not sure where you're watching from, world, but it's important that you're here. And now that you're here, if you're seeing this message right now live, you are special to all of us down here at the KGXT studios. So we are broadcasting 200 feet below occupied California. Those of you in the United States of America, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, California is an occupied territory with the enemy in control of every situation, but we're working on it. We're thinking about things slowly. We're taking our time. We're pacing ourselves. We're going to take a little trip to Disneyland over the Golden Gate Bridge, walk around Yosemite, come up with a plan. Eh, we'll figure it out as we go. All right. I'm not reading that. I'm not reading that. Okay, so I'm going to go back to me. So the World Show, as you guys know, the, the premise of the World Show, we've had a couple, the last few weeks in the World Show, we've done a lot of United States stuff. Um, less world stuff, more United States stuff. Less you explaining to me, more me explaining to you. Why? Well, we've been doing some screwed up shit over here in the United States. We, we have absolutely had our head up our ass with some of the things that we, you, I guarantee the world is looking at us going, what are you doing? So with that being said, I have spent an inordinate amount of time talking to you guys about the stuff going on here. I miss getting the message from you. Remember, we talked to the guy from the Philippines and he was telling us what was going on in the South China Sea. Good information. We got uh, Deepak over in Ireland. We got people in, we got people all over Europe, South Africa. I miss that. I really, really, really miss the information you guys give me. I know you think that this show is all about like, the general comes on and he gives us good, solid information, some insight, looking out your front door, nuts and bolts commentary on what's going on. The general receives the information from you guys. I get so much stuff from you guys through emails and direct messages and telephone calls uh, and, and, and comments during the show from around the world that I would never get from a news organization. You can't just follow the BBC and CNN around the planet and think, okay, I know everything. No, 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 you don't. You haven't even come close yet. So what we did today was, well, you know, <clears throat> from our lofty ivory towers and the opulent money that just flows out of this company, um, we have imported a guest. I would like to introduce today's special guest. Let me get to my pen and paper here. And there he is. Uh, turn your mic on there. You say something, make sure you're talking there. Well, I can talk sometimes. There we go. Okay, so you guys know this person as Loud One, Loud Trouble LLC, the sponsor of the podcast, for those of you that are podcast listeners. Everybody watching on Facebook, this is Ian Porte. You see his name go down. That's his name. I'm not giving away some uh, company uh, secret. It's Porteous, if you're going to pronounce it as everyone else does. But if you pronounce it properly, you're the first person to have ever done that. Wait, did you Porteous. just stop to correct me? To tell and you I said, that I was, to, to tell, tell you, you that, that I did it right? That you were right, yes. Okay, okay. Here, let me, <clears throat> as a trained broadcast professional, let me try to help you out. With, don't interrupt the host when he's right. 
In fact, don't interrupt him when he's wrong either. <laughs> In fact, you're not supposed to interrupt. I, I did say it right. If I'm the first person on the planet to say it right, then that's a plus. It is a plus. That's a good thing. I'm giving you a big tick. So we will call you Ian, and uh, Ian is from Australia. Are you from Australia or Tasmania? No, I was actually born in Melbourne. So Tasmania is just a, a state. Yeah. Uh, it's the little island on the bottom. Where yeah. that little brown dirt devil guy came from, it, from the... Tasmanian devil. Yeah, it's from the a, Bugs Bunny cartoon. Animal. That's not a real animal. It is a real animal, but it doesn't spin around on its backside. No. But, but they, 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 will, they will chew on you. Well, I, I want to tell you something. I uh, Before we begin, I don't want you to think that I'm completely ignorant to to the ways of Australia. Um, I am not, okay? I know quite a bit about Australia. I used to listen to Men at Work growing up, um, you know, living in the land down under. I didn't bring any Vegemite for you. <laughs> Business is usually album. So, you know, there's some things that I know about Australia that just I've picked things up. Also, I have watched Quigley Down Under a hundred times. So I am well-versed with even the outback, even the stranger parts of Australia, I'm well-versed. Um, there was a few things I picked up from Davian Goliath when I was a kid, little claymation thing. They talked about kookaburra, I think. Was that a canaburra? Kookaburra. Kookaburra is like your national bird. See, I'm, I, am, I am steeped in the traditions of, of the land well, down the under. the bird is actually the emu. The emu? That no. ostrich-looking thing? Emu. 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 It's, it's spelled E-M-U. Yes. It, emu. Emu. Okay, well, let me, in American speak, that's emu. Well, it's not my fault that you guys can't speak freaking English. <laughs> well, no, I got yelled at for that, by the way. I, I said, we're over here speaking English. Everybody in, in, in England, in London, yelled at me and goes, you are not speaking English. You're speaking American. Exactly. I was like, okay, calm your tits, man, <laughs> relax. I got yelled at for that. I'll, I'll get you educated. All right. How did you guys get the thing down under? Is it just because on the map you're down under? Is, that, that, is it that simple? We perfect things that are down under. Oh, you got to stop that nonsense. Okay, look, if this is going to be the one-up show, we're going to win because I'm going to end up just going, we got the NFL, so we're better. I'm just If you want to one-up us, we're going to go down Take that road. Take the pads off and let's play like men. No, we're not playing rugby. <laughs> we're not going to get the shit kicked out of us. So listen, one of the exciting things about having you on here is um, that you do have a an outsider's perspective of the country. You. Mm -hmm. You were not indoctrinated with all the stuff growing up that we were. No. We have one very rigid way of thinking. I mean, when we're brought up in the United States, we absolutely, we know from the day we're born, we are better than everybody else. We're smarter than everybody else. We're richer than everybody else. The United States is is the shining hill on the city, and it always will be. That's 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 the way we're taught. You just wait for us to come in and help you make it better. Yeah, you got to get a slide <laughs> in there sideways and prop us up. Yeah, you and the Canadians just seem to do a good job about that. So... Let me ask you something. What is, if I had to ask you from an Australian point of view, and I, I know this is just one man's point of view, it's just yours, but you, you spent many, 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 many years there. Mm -hmm. And I would give you the same perspective from the United States as just one guy. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of us as a country? I mean, if you guys step back, if you had to, let me ask you this. If, if someone came to your country and said, hey, tell me about the United States, what would you tell them about us? What would you, how would you describe us? Very one-track-minded. So the, the easiest way that I can think to explain it is actually with political views is probably the perfect example. Okay. Most people tend to stay in their wheelhouse. So if they're a Democrat, they're straight down that line. They don't want to look outside that box. Right. If they're a Republican, they're down that side. There is no middle ground. And in Australia, we're raised to think for ourselves and see from both sides what is benefit for us? We don't vote for a party. We vote for what's in our best interests. And when they go in and they don't do that, well, then we work towards getting them thrown out. The last probably 10 years, that's not the case. So you guys look at us like we're just, we're single-minded two parties fighting or Pretty arguing all much. the time. What was your guys uh, as a country, and I know this is just your opinion, but what did you guys think when Donald Trump won the election in well, 2016. I was, I was over here. Okay, well, then what was that perception for that? Was that like a, that's a clown, or is that really something that can make a difference? Well, from my perspective, I actually saw it as a good thing because he, A, he is a businessman. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's been broke. You know, like any successful businessman has been broke at sure. some point. Yeah. The fact that he was trying to implement everything into the country as a business, I think, was an amazing thing. I think they should have taken his Twitter account away from him. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's the thing is that he wouldn't shut up. That's one. I'll tell you, nobody could get that man to shut up. 
every time he was walking from the White House to the helicopter Marine One, mm -hmm. if there was a reporter 200 yards away, he would take a left turn and he would walk. I mean, he just wouldn't shut up. Well, Same with Twitter is what I'm agreeing with you yep, on that. But there was another side to that too, is that at least with him being on Twitter, you got exactly what he had to oh, say, yeah. not an not, interpretation not from the media. Yeah. So it, in a lot of ways, it was a double-edged sword because you know he did what was needed the same in Australia needed to be done as well. That was, but that was the big controversy in, in the United States. Was mm -hmm. he seems to be a, got great ideas and great policies, but you can't make him shut the fuck up. Well, after he lost, mm -hmm. if you guys remember, and it, I pointed this out at the time uh, on, on 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 a lot of shows, he uh, he got quiet mm -hmm. for about the first almost the first year. You somebody finally went to him and said, "Do you see? We told you, shut the fuck up." His Twitter account went down. His 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 in person stuff went down. He laid low mm -hmm. for a long time, and then is coming back. And I think they have a better reign on him. I think somebody find a good friend probably got through to him and said, "If you want to be president again, do what you're doing, but you're going to tone it down, and I'm going to I'm going to help keep you in check." I was reading something uh, only a few days ago that um, his son Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. He, he's been working with him about how he interacts with the public and stuff. And he's been saying, we need to dial it back. He's just such Say an what you easy... Want, yeah. Let's just not put so But he's just such an easy target to make fun of because mm -hmm. of it's going to be perfect. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be the best ever. I mean, that's an easy... You can start lampooning that right away because not everything everybody does is the best. Well, we had you a know. perfect target in Australia a few years ago. His name was John Howard. He was the, the prime minister for like 12 years. Same kind of guy? Yeah. <laughs> He was a, an incredible businessman and very similar in the fact that he was an easy target. Uh, but well, same sort of minds. Let me let me move on to now. Let's get into some of the perception. So you're, you're the idea of Australia looking at us, and maybe that's a thing that's common around the world. Maybe everybody views us in a similar fashion. I'm 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 literally asking, what does everybody view? If you had to exp if you had to describe us, if you were in you know if you were in Tokyo or if you were in uh, Germany, how would you guys describe us? You know, Ian's right here, so we get the Australian perspective right away. But um, you guys, did, is it true you guys have some sort of weird gun control? Like everybody has to turn in all their weapons. You can't even own a BB gun. Kind kind of. So I think it was 1996. We had a mass shooting. Um, and a guy went into, it was in Tasmania, he went into a historical site, it was called Port Arthur. Right. It was actually a, a penal colony. So it was one of the very first prisons. Right. So Tasmania was an island prison for the island prison. And that got turned into a tourist destination. So I think it was 96. And this guy went down and just, he was out of his mind. Um, I think he shot dead 34 people. Jesus. He walked into a cafe that was probably three times the size of this and shot like 18 people dead inside the cafe. Right. Walked out to his car, grabbed more guns, and like just annihilated him. All right. Um, so after that went down, everyone was like, well, we need gun control. Well, stupidly enough, everyone went, yes, okay, here's well, our guns. That's how we do stuff too. Every time there's a tragedy, that's when they start. Right now, is anyone parading in the streets and, and chanting about gun control? Right now, are there protests, are there riots about gun control? No. No. Now, are our guns not a problem today? Hmm. You said they were a problem yesterday. You were chanting yesterday. You're going to be chanting when there's another emergency. But right now, nothing. Nobody's hmm. saying anything. As soon as there's a tragedy, just like what you described, then people will start having to demand legislation. Well, so they, they did do the gun buyback, but they made it mandatory. It wasn't a choice. So you had to sell your guns back to the government? Pretty much give them back. Wow. Like, you could have had a $1,000 gun. You got 100 bucks for it. Like my grandfather had, um, like he had M1 carbines. How can that be? SKSs what if you have a collector's item that's worth ten thousand dollars, something really so rare? That's where the that's where part of the law was a little bit different. So we're not allowed to have guns for self protection at all. Like someone comes through that door in Australia and you shoot them, you're going to jail because you had a gun that you weren't supposed they can to have. They come in with a gun and shoot you. They're just going to get charged with murder. It's it's that old rule. You put up a stop sign. And yeah. as a path to go around the side of the stop sign, the people, people are going to go, go around the, the We're going to stop yeah. at the stop sign. The ones All right. Will go so here's it. the question. Did it work? No. No. People still get shot. How do you stop people from getting guns? Well, you're only stopping the good. That's our argument okay. here in the United States. You're only stopping yeah. good people mm -hmm. from having guns. The bad bad guys are still going to get the gun. Exactly. They're the, the, and predominantly, most of the people that would have them on a permanent basis 
aren't really going in and playing with the general public. Yeah. If you're putting yourself into that position, then that's your doing. But having lived here, I have a concealed carry license. You know, I, I carry firearms with me. Right. With what I do, it's probably not a bad option. Well, we got all of our staff does too at Genix Talks. Pretty yep. much all those guys do. Yep. Not that anybody's trying to kill me. Nope. But they, nope. Every time we do a public event, they always make sure that they're standing. Well, having so many family members in the military, I was always raised, you're better off to have it and not need it. Right. Than need it and not have it. Well, the, But they took that right away from us. They're trying well, to do that here. It's just the Second Amendment is a very sticky thing because of the way it's written. You, you just can't, you can't trample on it the way the Democrats would like to here it may have wound back like gun violence as such but it didn't stop it but what it did well, do no. was increased violence with other weapons well that so was that's an argument people, that people over. that's a that's an argument people bring up on talk shows all the time is they say we have you know the 119 uh, deaths uh, per month in the country with guns and would you get rid of yes we get rid of the guns look at all, 190 oh my god how do you how do we tolerate it gun control gun control gun control then the, then the person doing the interview says just so you know there's 500 deaths due to a knife mm -hmm. every month yep should we ban knives mm -hmm. Well, did you know you've kept uh, no? It is, so the numbers don't matter. You know the numbers by themselves is they oh they use that to champion their cause until you realize their numbers aren't so good. Yep. Then they just well you you know what I'm saying. Guns go bang and it's scary and we got to It's a whole they they lose footing on that argument if you're just going to go by deaths. If you're really trying to prevent deaths, then take away the knives. Just mm -hmm. confiscate all knives because there's there's way more take people. Take away anything that can create a oh a it's mass, just it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, then, and then, you know, in our country, you talk about being divided, and there's they are. They see right down party lines quite often. Mm -hmm. But in our country, one thing about guns is they sit there and say, well, you know, no guns in schools, no guns in schools, no guns in schools, until a mass shooter comes on a school, and every secretary in that building calls the cops and goes, bring a gun. Bring a gun quick. There's a guy shooting people. I wish the cop on the other end would go, bring a gun to your school? We can't do that. Yep. You have to. There's someone here shooting people. Well, you don't like guns. Walk out there and tell him no guns on school. Just bring your guns down here now. Because mm -hmm. they, they don't want guns on campus until they need a gun on campus. Then all of a sudden, it's important. Yep. So let me jump over here between the sheets before uh, my wife comes out here and screams at me. Um, Tomash, it's his birthday today. Tomash, I am not going to wish you a happy birthday. I am not going to talk about how you're our number one guy over there in Israel. I'm not going to talk about how you pick up a weapon and stand a post on a wall so the bottom of the glass nation can have our wonderful shows drinking and smoking and talking and stroking and joking and carrying on. I'm not going to do that. We did that last night. We talked about Tomash's birthday. Everybody put up the Israeli flag. I am not even going to mention your name today. My friend, <laughs> comma, my friend. I know where the punctuation goes. All right, Dave Dunn, uh, 3.39 a.m. here in South Australia. Odd time for an Australian episode. <laughs> well, you guys are in a bunch of odd ducks. From what I understand growing up in the United States of America, Australia was is just an island full of criminals. That's what we were told. All, when England and Europe didn't want the criminals, they shipped them all to that big continent down there. And basically what I grew up learning was uh, Australia, hey, you're just a bunch of criminals. So you think 3.39 a.m. is an odd time for an Australian show? Nah, you criminals can keep whatever hours you want. There's no set time to be a criminal. You don't got to punch a clock, so just roll with it. Dave, do, do us a favor, just roll with it. Dragon Slayer Jade, I could listen to that accent forever. Are you fucking kidding? I can't even understand. I'm in the room with this guy, and I have uh, one of my things I've got on here is Google Translate. I have to look at him and glance over. I got an earpiece in my ear, and I'm reading, and Google Translate is the only thing getting us through this interview. I'm going to be fair with you. <laughs> Mr. Flibble, hey, loud one, why do Aussies call each other the C word? Ooh, I don't want to say the C word. Do, they, do you guys do that? Yeah. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not a good word over here. Why not? It's just a word. I know, but, but it just... You, so there's it different makes, variations. It makes women feel uncomfortable. It's just like, can I do, don't, it's you know... Con- it's all in context. So one thing is don't really use it towards women. Yeah. But, you know, some of my best friends, I've, I've got American friends that I walk in and I go into the bar. And you and just like, blow it out there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been called that in my entire life. I, I know what word if it is. If I was to refer to you as that, there would be one word in front of it. So there's different contexts of the word. Good, bad. Either. So you call me dumbass in that word? and then that, uh, Well, yeah, but you're a good dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> As you might have noticed, yeah, your host is a good dumbass. I should, be, I should have a T-shirt made. On the back, it say, don't bother me, I'm a good dumbass. There's there many dumbasses. I'm one of the good ones. That's a new shirt for the general. That's right. Agnes Goulier. Oh, I understand the joke's about the accent, but it sounds quite sexy from my end. Okay, all right. If the, we are not turning this into the Ian Sexy Accent Show. We're not. All right. Why, why do you think the shush married me? It's not because of my good looks. That's your accent and your money, that big truck. I like that. Yeah, that big truck's taking all the bloody money. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flibb, a loud one. Is it true that voting that voting is mandatory in Australia? Yes. Uh, if so, how do they do it, he said? How do, you, how do you mandate a vote? So once you turn 18, you get your license. You have to register to vote. Right. Um, so as soon as you're 18, you're registered and you go in. So when you go in to vote, they have a big book for everyone that's in that district. And they literally go through and they find your name and tick it off, and then that gets cross-referenced. But if you don't vote, what do they do? Knock on your door? $184 fine, and they can arrest you. Oh, wow. Now, they don't know who you vote for, so you can go in and write that I vote for Donald Duck. But if you do that, those votes go to the sitting party. So uh, they don't. They don't actually get marked aside and and not get used. They go towards whoever, what whichever party is actually. In but they power do force the you to vote, or they fine you. Correct. Um, I've it, still got to vote. Over is here. the kids still in here? Is Gen Z kids still there? No. Uh, if anybody's listening out in there in radio and TV land, if the kids there, I need him back in the studio. Something weird happened on the screen. It's a technical producer thing, but I don't know what it did. So he needs to come back out here. We're still good though. You can see me. I can see you. We're out down the road. All right, Mr. Flibble uh, did his. Mrs. Four Watton gifted five Gen X Talks membership. Robert London, Phoenix Comic Star, Julia O'Malley, and Coyote Adventure T Rex sixty nine. You guys are all now members. Your names are now green. Which what well, you guys know what the green means? You don't have to wait. There's no uh, sixty second delay. You don't got to be put on reserve like you can only comment once a minute no 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 you can skip over that number two is you can now go to the community section and go back through almost three years of behind the scenes stuff anybody who's a member all level memberships can go behind the scenes go back and and you can go to the youtube community section and there man pack a lunch there's a lot of cool stuff i got a question the the whole disappeared thing out of nowhere it's gone all the the surrounding stuff all right so um to to whom two bears asking loud one how do you feel about all of the people getting into the united states now now you came here from australia and you had to jump through some hoops yeah so didn't you know you should have just ran across the rio grande and everything would have been fine apparently it would have been a lot fucking cheaper <laughs> and a lot less headaches so all right how does how, it bother how, you how honest do you want me to be i want you to be honest this is it that, fucking pisses me off there we no go end. I am so far, I'm about, well, with the $10,000 that I just had to pay to the lawyer not long ago, I'm currently $45,000 into my fight to stay here and be a citizen. I have done everything required of me. I work my ass off. I pay my taxes. You know, I've filled out every piece of paper that they want. You married a great American lady. I did. That was one, part of the deal. You one, got one. One of the best that there is. Yeah. And I'm not relying on her for my green card by you. No, no, but you did every. You checked all the boxes, man. You've done you, everything. And these motherfuckers can just walk across the border and they get given a plane ticket or a bus ticket. Oh. And money and in free health care and everything else. In New York, they're staying in expensive <clears throat> hotels. Yep. And They're putting them up in nice rooms. I spend months at a time in the truck. Like you, you know how oh, yeah. how much time I spend on the road. Like, yeah, you and I got married in in January. 
I've probably spent a grand total of maybe 20 days with her since since we got married. You give up a lot pushing real hard to provide. You do. And it pisses me off that these motherfuckers can just walk across the border. Like it <clears throat> Yeah, I know. And they and all they'll tell you is uh, know your place. Shut up. You obviously hate uh, Mexican people and, and people from Venezuela, or you wouldn't act this way. I don't just hate keep them at doing all. your. That's what they're going to tell you, though. But I don't hate them. But they're going to tell you you do because if you raise an eyebrow, that's right, sir. You keep paying your forty-five grand and you leave these good people alone. You racist. That's all they're going to tell you. My opinion is, if you want to come into the country, uh, I had the same opinion in Australia. Do it the right fucking way. Yeah. There, there are avenues to do that. Fill out the paperwork. Walk up to the border. Say, hey, I need help. I can't go home because of whatever reason. Okay. So fill this paperwork out. Go and do that. Here's well, your authority. Go and find it. The job. whole point, and see, when you talk about talking down party lines, the Republicans have been saying the same message for years. You can come into the country. There's a port of entry. We set up places for, to bring you in. Mm -hmm. And you, they repeatedly will not do it. No. They, and so my only question is, is why? Well, why do you want to come in not through a, why would you not want to go through a point of entry? Why, what are you hiding? What are you sneaking? What are you doing? What is, what is keeping you from doing that? So I want to build the wall and I'll, I'll even tell you what, let's put in more I'll ports ship, of entry. I'll, I'll ship more of it down there and I'll do it for free. Yeah, that's what I'd, I'd grab a shovel and start putting in the fence right now. Yeah, I've, but driven, here's, I've driven trucks with multiple trailers. Line them up and I'll take them Line them in. up and drag them down there. Mm -hmm. So here's the other part of that. Um, where they're crossing, like in Eagle Pass, Texas, is one yeah. of the big spots. Why don't we put 40 miles of fence in each direction and put a big port of entry right there? Like that's it. where you guys like crossing. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you what, we'll accommodate you. We're going to build a gigantic port of entry right there and because this is where you guys like crossing, so you must be familiar with it. And I guarantee you, all of a sudden, that would not be the popular place to cross anymore. Why not just do what they did on the southern border in Mexico? What's that? Build a really big fucking fence with armed guards on either side of it. And yeah. You go near it, you get shot. We talked about that. We, go over there, go through that gate there. We had to pull that episode because I talked about if they had walls and machine guns and shooting people, I said, pretty soon they'd figure out, don't go there. Mm -hmm. They'd figure it out pretty fast, especially yep. if you had signs everywhere. You're going, there's a minefield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't walk through it. It's like going into North Korea from South Korea. Yeah, or even yeah, around that, Gitmo or yeah. Guantanamo Bay has a minefield around it for yep. a reason. Yep. It's just like, dude, there's a gate. There's a driveway. Go there if you want in. We, we have our own protection around Australia. We have sharks and crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got the Great Barrier Reef to keep everybody happy. What's left of it? What do you mean what's left of it? So it's actually gone through a bleaching process. What? Uh, from boats and stuff like that going through. So, like, it used to be, like, majorly colorful. Yeah. Probably three quarters of it now is white. From what? It's, it's called bleaching. It's actually killing the coral. Boats are? Mm-hmm. What, what, the diesel they spill and stuff? Or? Pretty much. Wow. All the scenic boats and all that type of stuff. Like Man, I did not know been, that. It's been destroying it for years. And I think that I think now it's at about 70%. I might be wrong. Someone in there yeah, can they probably, probably pull know. it up that's, on Google. That's disturbing. I don't but like yeah, that shit. Some, I mean, someone can pull up some stuff and like I'll grab some links for you later and show you. That's not good. It's, it's scary because like, it, it used to be so beautiful. Like I remember the first time I went there, I was just like, Wow. Now it's white. I've never been there, but I've seen pictures, and it just—it it, was so impressive. Yeah, but it's you know, that, speaking of the border wall, uh, Biden's building it. I was just reading. Did that you read before. that? Yeah. That came out yesterday. Yep. Here's the problem with that. So this is going out to the rest of the world because you guys, the rest of the world thinks we're idiots. Um, it, obviously, CNN, uh, maybe not the M, Fox News, and some of the independent stations have been pulling up the old footage. It is old campaign footage of Biden, and he says the same thing every time. He says, there will not be one more foot of wall built once I'm president. Not one. And, he's, and Kamala Harris, he says, oh, we don't need the wall. We're not doing the wall. So now they're building the wall. Mm -hmm. Now, there, when you say, why are you building the wall now? You've obviously been against it forever. I mean, this is, this is a stumbling block bad. Well, they're not There's environmental Trump's troops That's are, the that are going after them. They're just not building Trump's wall now. That's well, that's that's not. But the point is, they're they're crucifying them from the inside. Democrats are turning on Biden. Mm -hmm. Environmentalists are turning on Biden. Everybody who was hardcore fringe left wing is going. What are you doing? Now he's got to come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. So the answer he gave was, well, you know, 
the funding was already appropriated for this, so we had no choice. Okay, I can list you a dozen things that were already funded from Trump and his administration that you guys pulled the plug on. I can list a dozen of them. So don't don't start talking, well, we had no choices. That's just like when they said, when Afghanistan, the Afghanistan pullout turned out to be a huge disaster for thousands and thousands of people. Well, you know, it was the Trump plan. We just went with the Trump plan, had to go with the Trump plan. It was already the Trump plan, so we just did the Trump plan. Really? Well, the Trump plan was uh, had a, a lot of drilling uh, in uh, in Alaska. You pulled the plug on that. The Trump plan had several pipelines. You pulled the plug on that. You don't seem to mind pulling the plug on the Trump plans until things get screwed up. And then you walk around, well, uh, <clears throat> sorry, it wasn't our fault. <laughs> we had no choice to follow the Trump plan. Yeah, how very selective of you. The problem is nobody believes them. No. Nobody believes you guys. Everybody knows you're full of shit. Absolutely 100% full of shit. You cannot walk around saying the shit you're saying. So that brings us back to the wall. Now, that, as I mentioned in the bottom of the glass show last night, um, it wasn't even hard to find. It, it, the, the walls have been sitting out in the desert, you know, rusting away. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them on private land from people, farmers. They're buying and storage. They, they paid storage on those things. And Trump, um, Biden has actually sold off some things for some steel and done some stuff. He sold pieces of the wall. Now... All of a sudden, now after two years, three years now, now after three years, we have to follow uh, the rule of, you know, the, the appropriation of the money. We got to build it. We have to. Well, then why weren't they building it for the past three years? Why all of a sudden, magically, and it, is, it, is now one of those things you're going to follow? It's bullshit, but I don't know why. I have... I have scoured the internet. I have listened to MSNBC and CNN and BBC and Fox News, the New York Times and New York Post. I've tried to read up everywhere. I can't figure out why they made this choice. Now, I know it's a different wall. They want to do a mobile, portable, but it's still a wall, and it's pissing people off. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did, did something happen we don't know about yet? That's what my guess is. I mean, did some big tragedy come up? Uh, you I know, know that there's a lot more um, border patrol officers down on the border, like actually driving backwards and forwards. So, because one of the things for me is I have to carry my green card with me. So when I go through checkpoints and stuff, they actually ask me for it. Right. Um, most of them now, especially down along there, I go through there all the time. I pull up, they just wave. Because really? I've got the sign on the door, you know, right. both flags. They look at me and they just, <laughs> they just well get in out Australia. Of here. You guys are. I, I'm not saying you don't have immigration issues there. Maybe there's some, but you guys are a big island. You got the ocean around you. That's mm -hmm. one. We actually have a really big immigration problem. From where? Who's coming in? They come over from like Thailand and India and stuff like that. They actually come in on boats. Okay. Is that <clears throat> now? Is that a problem or mm -hmm. it's it a big is? Problem. They're That's not people problem. that are like trying to see. Here's they're a, coming in illegally. The same thing. Okay. And as soon as they step foot on the shores of Australia, we're in the same thing. But what we do is different. So we had islands set up with complete immigration camps. Right. You get shipped to that camp. Like, you don't get open access to the country. Really? You're going in there, and you're going to get processed there. And if you're there for two years, stiff shit. If you don't like it, you can go home. Well, Trump had it where you, you come across, and they catch you, and they process you. They make you wait in Mexico. Yep. That was a big thing. Well, for, didn't they just re-implement that? Well, that was what, that was what I was looking. I was trying to read to see if they actually did it or not because it said it wasn't. It what I glimpsed at. It didn't say you have to wait in Mexico, but it was an option of their detaining you in on the Mexican side. But we have to run it. So I'm not sure if they did Title 42 as a thing or not. From, I got to look it from up. From what I read, they they actually force you to go back across the border. That would be... The, oh, so but now how, we're going but, back but, to what Trump did. Yeah, but how are you going to stop them? If they come across once, they're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, they catch people. They're catching people and they're looking at them going, wait, we've caught you 11 times mm -hmm. in the last two years coming across the border. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't stop them. The wall needs to be there. What is the point? Even if... Now, now if Biden has agreed now, if that's true, because I didn't catch up on that yet, but if that's true, that Biden says, yes, go back across... You we're holding you in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Why not have a wall? Because wouldn't that be easier to let Biden's people do their job? Mm -hmm. If Biden's saying, yes, yes, they came across, gathered them up and put them back over there. Fine. We're going to build a wall to help you, sir. We're going to build a wall that makes your job of doing that very thing easier. Hmm. Wouldn't that make sense? It would make a lot more sense. PayPal, $5, Joseph Liliberte, something to fire up the general, uh, fire up the general all sides. 
Not sure what that means. And why does it say Australia? Why? What does it say? What does Australia? Why mean? I don't even know. I don't know. Why, why not? Oh, here we go. Okay, there's more <laughs> up there. All it said was Australia. Why? Okay, Joseph Little Burley, member for five months. 355,000 people die in the U.S. due to obesity-related issues. Watch out for those assault forks. Yeah, those fast food bombers is what they are. They're just, I'm going to die. Someone better go after McDonald's and get them, get them out of here. That's a terrible thing. I didn't need my McDonald's this morning. Oh, my God. Shush chimed in. What, what is my lovely wife? Your wife say? said, love you, loud one. Thank you for being the best man I have ever known. I tell you, we just, you know, we're doing so good, and then the show gets sappy. Hmm, what are you going to do? Hey, you're the one that married us. Yeah, I know I married you, but I didn't think it was going to follow me home, Ian. Come on. Jan Mots, I want to ask Loud one a question. Did he really get his mate to bump start his truck on the hill? No. <laughs> no, it was not a bump start. Not a bump start. No, so... But that, it was pretty dangerous what you put out there. That was 238 miles of being pushed up hills. 238 miles of being pushed yeah. up a hill. So the truck, as, as people know, like I was getting coolant into the fuel system. Yeah. And with that, we're making way less power. Like my truck makes 550 horsepower. I couldn't pull a hill. I was down to like 20 miles an hour and losing speed. And we were on the way to the show. We had to get there. There was no not getting there. Right. And my buddy jumps on the radio. And like I'm seeing his lights come closer and closer to the back of the trailer. And I, I jump on the radio and I'm like, are you about to do what I think you're going to do? Because <laughs> you could and just it, idle is about all you could do. Uh, you had power steering and you had lights. On the flat, I was fine. But that was it. Yeah. So on the flat, I was, I'm pulling along okay. As soon as I got an incline, I had no power. Nothing. Nothing. But, but you could still nothing. idle. Your engine was still had, running. Yeah, engine was running. You still running. had power steering. Yeah, still had power okay. steering. Okay. <laughs> so he offset to the side of my truck just so he he could see off to the side and he didn't have the edge of a trailer because mm -hmm. he's in a cab over. So he's literally, no. like, he's literally like eight inches from the back of my trailer. Yeah, his face was right up against mm -hmm. and He was in a so, cab over. Yep, so he came up behind me and I'm seeing the lights come up and I'm like, are you about to do what I think you're going to do? <laughs> and he said, you just steer. Wow. I'll push you up the hill. And, and how far was it? All up, we was 238 miles. 238 miles? roughly 238 miles. We started just outside of Breezewood. Okay, so just, just to skip over the part on how fucked up that was, how wrong that was, how dangerous and illegal that was, let's get, let's get past all that. It's only illegal until they catch you. That's right. And no, it's only illegal if they catch you. Mm. But you guys probably hadn't rehearsed that. That is just two guys with a lot of experience between the two getting of us, it done. Between the two of us, we've got just under 11 million miles. Wow. So Kerry's been driving now for 43 years, and I'm not far under 30. You couldn't have been doing that without a lot of experience. Jan, I hope that answers your question. Tim Mitchell, hey, loud one, how do you, how do you feel about the voice uh, movement in Australia? I don't even know what that is. The voice the movement? The voice. It's a big know. word, voice. Oh, the, the voice TV show? I don't watch it. Okay. Top Notch Rule, did loud one still say he has a vote in Australia? Yes. And why? Because it's mandatory. Even though I'm not in the country, I'm still in Australia. Do you have citizen. dual citizenship? Is that what not you're working yet. on? That's what I'm working on. Okay. But even if I've got dual citizenship, I still have to vote in Australia. All right. Top Notch Rule, we said loud one is in Australia. What happens if you're out of the country, they want to know, and there's a vote? For Australia? Yeah. I, I have to do a mailing vote. You mail so it. My, my vote goes in. I have to have it in six weeks before the voting process goes in, and it's actually counted before that. All right. Now, I, I didn't want to bring up Crocodile Dundee because, you know, I, I, I all know that it's a staple. You have to watch it growing up in America. It gives us all that we need to know about Australia. You know, we learn about the outback. We learn about wrestling uh, crocodiles. We learn about how to speak. We, we learn what a walkabout is. We learn all that kind of cool stuff from Paul Hogan. But Noel wants you to say, good day, mate. Good day, mate. How you doing? That just sounds just like it, doesn't it? That just sounds just like it. You could have, you could have closed it. That could have been any Australian anywhere in the world. Matthew Cole, what is wrong with his rig and how's it going? All right, I tell Matthew, but don't 
don't go into it. Don't make it 30 minutes because I know you can go to nut. You're very mechanical. <laughs> you could tell me the torque specs on the on the on the head gasket. Just, I, can, I can actually. But Matthew wants to, five foot pounds. Okay. See, <laughs> God damn it, Ian. Just tell him what's going on with your truck. Why are you on the side of the road? Basically, it started with coolant in the um, in the fuel system, and going through the whole process, what that was going to cost. We're just doing a whole in frame. We're rebuilding the engine. Pretty much the short version. All right, Matthew. Hope that satisfies you. All right. So I think we got all the sheets cut up. So let's go back to the topic in hand. Um, tell me if you had to pick two things. If you were in Australia and you said, okay, I'm in Australia. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to live in the United States. Give me two reasons why. Why would you want to leave Australia to come here? Get two, two good things about the United States of America from an Australian perspective. From an Australian perspective businessman's perspective all right numbers just i did exactly what i do now in australia i make more money here just because of the amount of people Mm -hmm. with less trucks so that's the first one is financial you got a better opportunity and we the other one is that more freedoms more freedoms all right and the people here for the most part are willing to fight for those freedoms in australia they were like Oh, it's okay. We don't need that. Really? And then it's just encroached and encroached and encroached, and they just slowly whittle them away, which is what they're trying to do here. Yeah. But you've got too many people that are just going, We do. Fuck yeah. You. We do fight for that. Okay. So give me from an Australian point of view, and maybe this is a world point of view, maybe many of you around the planet feel this. Like, give me two things that are bad that you're like, I want to go to America. I want to go to the United States. I'd love to go live there. But there's two things I really don't like. And you, you divided, obviously came divided, anyway. Divided politics. Really? It drives me insane. The fact that two people can't sit down and have a conversation with two com- di- completely different points of view and it not turn into a hatred fest. Oh, yeah, it's hatred. It is, And it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be, but like, it absolutely is hatred. Just because you and I get along about a lot of things, we don't agree about everything, nope. but we can have a discussion about it and it doesn't turn into a problem. No. As soon as politics becomes involved here in America, you can have two members of the same family that are ready to kill each other by the end of a conversation. Which is why they always that talk... I fucking hate. Yeah, they always talk about us being one step away from a civil war. Mm-hmm. And remember, in the civil war history in the United States, uh, the North and South fought, there was brother against brother yep so it's 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 very much similar mm-hmm. in that sentiment in that feeling i would agree with what's another one is if you had two things that you're like i want to go to the united states but one of them obviously politics the the government overreach and yep. it, it, even in australia we had that but i didn't like it there either but they're trying to bring more and more of it in here the government wants to tell you what you can and can't do that's one of the things that i love about america is that you can do what you want to do. You can do anything you want. You can walk up and shoot someone, but you've also got to then take the consequences. Right. Because, it, but you have the freedom to do that. Well, we don't, um, the thing that, that the government overreach, the government, uh, one of the things that I've learned, I've been on this planet 55 years, I've learned a few things from just observing human nature, is the government would like to say, Okay, this is how much money you're allowed to make. Mm-hmm. You can have two cars. You can have uh, one vacation a year. Um, you can have family barbecues. And as long as you give American families enough of that, it's like, well, can I have a pickup truck? Can I have a vacation? Can I have enough money to support three kids? Can I have a dog? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes. And they give you enough money. Then, they, then the government would decide this is how big your bank account could be. So you're happy. Then they take all the rest. If they could just get every citizen in the United States to a level where everyone's happy and maintaining, they can scoop up all the excess money. They want it to be a level of control Mm -hmm. and they want you to go along. And and, and they'll tell you, as long as you're happy, what do you care? This is one of the things that was brought up uh, before. And I don't think they ever pursued it, but I know it's on their agenda at some point down the road. Like my mother, my mother and father have worked hard for years and done investments and risky, but they've made a few things. So they've got a certain amount in their 401k, let's say, and it's a good chunk. And every month they get a statement. Here's what's in our 401k. Here's what's there. And there's a number at the bottom of that page that tells you how much money you have. Mm-hmm. The government would like to start giving you that same statement. But when you read the statement all the way through, same as every month, but the, the bottom line, the total is in green. Mm. Why? They want the money. Now listen, follow me on this. This is this is where they would like to go with this, and it has to do with digital currency too. Mm-hmm. 
the money that my parents have invested in their 401k is just a number on a piece of paper. They can't physically drive down the street, open up a vault and count their money. It's just a number on the bottom of a page. So the government says, why can't we take your money and do something good for old people, for children, for disabled? Are you against old people and disabled people? Why can't, your money's still there. If you really need it, we can put it back in there. We're the United States government. But they would, if they could do that to everybody, if they could actually take everyone's money and just print on the bottom of the page in green, your total saying, we have it. If you really need it, we can give it back to you because they're going to do the same thing banks do. They're going to count that not everybody's going to want their money back at the same time, but now they have hundreds of trillions of dollars to go do what they want with. So wasn't that what the social security system was actually set up for that is empty? Well, yeah, social security... It's um I don't it's, it's not a, retirement from it's not really government. a Ponzi scheme but it's a pyramid yeah but you didn't know? they spend everything that was in the oh yeah they've pyramid. already done that yeah, yeah. they've um they they <laughs> it was yeah the, boy don't get me started on Social Security and how they balanced that budget and did they took the general fund and put it into Social Security and then used it all but for a while it looked like Social Security was rich because they manip they just fucking jived the numbers but and I don't want to get into that but the idea the whole point of it is is that why they want to take physically take your money and go do some good with it. And then if you need it back, of course, they can put it back because not everybody's going to want their money back at once and they'll always have enough. They can always make your ink at the bottom of your page black again. It doesn't always have to be green. They want to steal the money, go do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. So that's government overreach. That's that's a thing that would people would say. And you know what? what's funny is I've talked to people and my, my parents are boomers. Mm -hmm. They're baby boomers. I've talked to other baby boomers about this. You know what half of them say? Half of them are like, yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't care. Take it. Just if I need it, make sure it's there. They're good. That'd They're be good. funny if it was there. Well, name me one government system not. that's worked. It doesn't. Give me one time the government has said, let us take control of this, and it's going to be, it's going to work out okay. Show me where it has. It one system. Just, you give me one program the government's running. The VA? So there was a guy in Australia. Uh, um, you uh, just had a mental blank. But he owned the Nine News Network, and he was in front of the government, and they were talking to him about taxes and how he was minimizing his taxes and everything else. Right. And he said, any smart businessman that doesn't minimize his taxes is only donating money to the government that doesn't know how to spend it wisely. Right. So why would we do that? I agree. That's, that's, I Governments are useless. They are absolutely useless. I got into an argument once, this is 15 years ago. I, I had to sit down with the state of California about sales tax, and it wasn't a large amount. It was like $2,300 or something. But I was fighting with them over, and I, ha I actually went to a meeting to sit down with them at a government building in a government office with a government lady, and she looked at me and she goes, why won't you pay that $2,300? We, we, I, I, don't you, I want good roads. I want good roads in California. And I want that you, you know, you, you just don't want good roads. And I stood up and I said, I've seen how you spend the money. If you could tell me my $2,300 is going to go fix the potholes on the road right in front of this office building, I'll, I'll grab a shovel and start right. I'll write a check right now. One thing that really sucks in this country is the roads everywhere. They are fucking terrible they didn't used to be they when i terrible. grew up even in the road road construction and road repair has always been a thing in the united states but growing up in los angeles in the 70s and 80s for, at some point they got their shit together because the roads were great in yeah. my opinion where i was there there are some good roads but for the large majority like so us as truck drivers we have to pay what's called a 2290 tax it's a highway use tax and that is supposedly meant to get divided up. So it's $550 a year for every truck on the road. But the good news is you've never hit a pothole since then. <laughs> Have you? Not one. No, I'm probably about $40 million. <laughs> um, But we also pay an IFTA tax. So we pay a fuel, a fuel tax as well. Speaking of which, what is the, the actual... Now, I'm automotive, but I'm not heavy in diesel... I know that I know that California passed laws uh, with the carb emissions, mm -hmm. and it it just it sent truckers out of California. Is it they did they tighten the regulations on the emissions on on big rigs like yours so much so? What what do they expect? To, how do they expect people to move freight? So the law 
now for California is any truck that is pre-2015 yeah. and doesn't have a clean idle on it mm -hmm. is not allowed in California anymore. You're kidding me. It doesn't matter what sort of diesel vehicle it is. It doesn't matter if, if it's a truck, to do an that? RV. What if you couldn't afford to upgrade? Bad luck. God so I see them every day. There are still trucks running around that are billowing out black smoke, but it's illegal. And it's not a matter of if you get caught, it's when. Well, how do they, don't they stop you at way stations? Don't they automatically catch you at a way station? So they're actually putting in sniffers. So really? when you come in through on I-20, I think it is, they've actually got a sniffer set up in a few of the different lanes. You go underneath and it reads the NOx emissions and it says, oh, no, you're not within this parameter. And they don't even pull you over. You get a letter in the, you get a letter in the mail. Here's your $10,000 fine and the EPA will be coming to see you. That is incredibly stupid. That's, I that, wish. And that's, that, that's why for so long, like, I pretty much just cut off California. I didn't come over. Ah, damn it. I, I, is it feasible price-wise, just yes or no, is it feasible price-wise in, in the United States or in especially in California just to rent a rig and pull the trailers? Is that, is that economically feasible? That's how I'm in here at right now. But that's, that's not, not your preference. No. It, it costs me more money. Like, it costs me 500 Basically, it costs me about $500 every two days for just just for the truck. I've still got to pay maintenance on that truck. You know I've got what? to pay for the fuel. I've got to pay for the insurances. And I'm going to let you in on a secret that you may not know from California. Maybe you could have assumed it. Maybe everyone out there in the world could just assume this as so. Maybe you would nod your go, oh, we knew that. Well, maybe you didn't really know it, but you probably figured it out. But I want to express something to you. Now, I can't speak for the whole nation, but I will speak for, the, for, uh, for California. Why do they tax? Why do they regulate? Why is it so extreme? It's simple. They overtax. They overregulate because they, and Gavin Newsom will be the first one to look, you, look in the camera and tell you, it doesn't matter. California is a beautiful, beautiful state. There's a lot of industry. There's a lot of money here. You're not going anywhere. You'll complain about the regulation. You'll complain about the tax. But if you don't want to do it, someone else will. Someone else will do it. And he tells people, don't worry, pass the legislation. They'll stick around. Oh, they'll scream and yell. But they're not going anywhere. They want to live in California. It's the weather. It's the coastline. It's beautiful here. They can overregulate and overtax. They know. They'll say it out loud. They're not going anywhere. They're not leaving. There'll be some people to stick around and, and figure out a way to make it work. And guess what? If we raise taxes and we raise, raise fees, they're just going to pass it along to the consumer. Sorry, but the people that are living here are going to pay $17 for a gallon of milk someday, $42 for a carton of eggs someday. So what? They'll find a way to do it because they want to stay here. So overtax, overregulate, they're going to want to stay. Now, I'm not sure if that's a thought process for the whole country. But I promise you, I have heard them say these things out loud, in person, at a microphone, on a podium, at the top of steps. They have said, they're not going anywhere. If you don't like it, leave. Just like you said about the, 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 the truck drivers, cut a bunch of people out right away. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're like, well, the people that are here, they're going to pay the tax. They're going to pay the regulation. They'll figure out a way to make it work. Well, it actually impacted California in a massive way because those trucks that aren't allowed to run here, they moved their business to Vegas. So they don't even get the taxes from them anymore. No, it's it, they, it's ridiculously dumb when it comes mm. to that. But it, that that impacted everyone, not just truck drivers. Any diesel vehicle, RVs, pickups, bobcats, excavators, like all earth moving equipment. How could you have an everything. earth mover that gets smogged? It's out there to be powerful and do a have, job. It has to have the deficit. Brian Ivany says Gen X talks loud. One I haven't heard an American road being worse than a Canadian. I thought the U.S. roads were pretty good. Well, you I never, just drive through. Can I just drove through Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just finished our tour up in through there. So, how are uh, the roads up there in Vancouver? Incredible, and the countryside going through Vancouver it was like, oh my god, good stuff. You get over into Quebec and stuff like that, and they were pretty ordinary. Uh, Joseph Liliberti, the Biden government is selling. Uh, 330 million worth of materials needed for Donald Trump's U.S.-Mexico border wall for just 2 million. There was proof. I told you it wouldn't be hard to look it up. I wasn't making that up. 
He really was paying for storage, not building the wall, selling pieces, not building the wall. That's a, So Joseph looked it up. That's a true fact. I wasn't just making that up. It was just something that was already going on. I stumbled across it several places and just thought I'd tell you. It wasn't like riveting, breaking news. It's just something everybody knows. Thank you, Joseph, for that. Tim Mitchell, no, the voice movement has to do with the indigenous population. That must be something new. That must heard be something that. new. I haven't heard about that one. Herbie B was Australia started as a penal colony. Yes, it was. I told you that. Yep. I wasn't wrong. We grew we grew up learning that in school is that Australia is full of criminals. That's what we were told as kids. We were started as a penal colony, and then we turned around and went, we're going to make our own country out of it because we don't like you guys. Wow. You made it personal. Mm -hmm. You made it personal, yep. didn't you there? Yep. We Hogs started shipping soap back to the, to, to the palms. Hogs 14, Boss Hogs says, loud one, how is the justice system in Australia? Fucked up. <laughs> I was going to tell him to be, I was going to say, now, Ian, let's be concise. Let's not drag this out. He just said, it's, okay, you got your answer. Disney Mama Sammy Joe, $10. Why is there Why is there an Australian hobbit in Genix Mom's chair? Oh, that wasn't nice. I'm taller than you, Sammy. <laughs> and y yes, you are taller. Why is there an Australian? Now, the funny part is, is that the viewers know that you're in Genix Mom's chair. It's a, it is a familiar, you know, it's really angle. It's a very comfortable chair. Speaking about the angle, I love that flag. Oh, that. I haven't I haven't been in here since basically you finished it. Yeah, and oh, yeah, like yeah, I'm looking it. around, man. Like the the flag and all of the stuff that everyone sent in. Like it's We've got really, really. So who actually made the flag? Noster X made that flag. I don't know if I can tilt that up. And he hasn't been around in a while. He was a big part of the Gen X talks in the very beginning. And um, what he made that out of wood, he cut all individual slats, he glued them and knocked them together, he painted it all by hand, mm -hmm. he stained it and lacquered it, then he built the border, then he inscribed on the front, and there's a big inscription on the back, then he put it in the back seat of his car, and he drove it, I think it was from around St. Louis, somewhere in St. Louis. Oh, Dan, that's he like 2,000 miles. Drove it, slept in his car, drove, slept in his car, drove, slept in his car, and handed, handed it to me in person. You know how you showed up for the Vegas uh, mm -hmm. anniversary, which the second one? Mm -hmm. He showed up for the first one and handed that to me in person. He drove it all the way out there. To this day, this is not only one of the nicest things that we have, and it's always been in every show, even in the, we were inside, back in the living room days, mm -hmm. it was in the background, it is the centerpiece here, mm -hmm. and it'll always be one of the most cherished that's, gifts because of the effort. Yeah, that's a lot of effort. It was really something. So yeah, when you notice all the things around here and the things that are behind me, and there's there's bookcases, mm -hmm. but there's, if you guys, one of the, if one of the, um, um, moderators can put up the link to the exact, I know the kid can do it, to the link to the exact page um, where the studio <laughs> pictures are. What we did was we we took close-up pictures and faraway pictures to show everybody all the intricacies of what's in the studio. I think you've got it on the um, the website. It's on the website, genxtalks.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You go to genxtalks.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and it says studio history or studio progress. Just click that. It's just the pictures. But it shows you with a quick description uh, and there's still more to come. There's more that has to go up, but it's quite a bit. But yeah. you're right. You haven't been here since. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen that picture before. Either. That was hand-drawn from Scott Royston. And you know what picture that is? That's the one picture we used to pass out mm -hmm. as those postcards. Yep. And he took that picture and sketched that himself. Scott Royston's a very talented artist. He is. I've been trying to get hold of him. I actually want him to. Well, your wife got to meet him at the barbecue. He showed up with that. Yep. And That's presented awesome. it to us there. That was a great gift. Yeah. So. And then you've got that. The, the Harry and the Henderson. It is not. Right I'm not. A, <laughs> you know, there's a. There is. If you guys look, there is a. There's a blue, white, and yellow painting that Ron Knight did for us, and it's of my wife and I. It's a portrait. It's a very cleverly done picture. Every single person said the same thing as you. So there's your wife with the Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons. Everybody has said that. Dude, I've seen you standing up. You're not much shorter than Harry. <laughs> What else we got in here? Happy, happy. Polly says, loud one, do officers and judges have qualified immunity no. in Australia? No. Wow, that's a that's a direct question. No, they do not. Hmm. What's another one in here? Papa Smurf? Ron Papa Smurf says, look how much money is made off the emissions testing. Yeah, easy money. Keep the show going until 5 p.m. There, there's. I've well, got to leave before 5 so I can get back. Yeah, you got to get, you, get the you gotta get back on the road. Mm. Um 
being in the automotive industry, I was very familiar with smogging cars. Um, I was, you know, in the smog process, you used to be in California, very long and drawn out. You drive your car up. We have to put the tailpipe, put the sniffer in the pipe, and you got to run the car at 1,500 RPM. Then you got to run at 2,500 RPM for 30 seconds. You got to do all these emissions. You know, I went to about, it was about eight years ago. In the middle of California, running cars on dynamometers with the tires spinning and under a load and doing all these things, I went to Vegas one time. I was at a gas station, mm -hmm. and there was a little kiosk made out of brick in the side of the parking lot. It looked like uh, where you would fill up water and air, mm -hmm. and it had a little computer screen. And I, I was filling up gas in my truck, and I looked over, and this lady walks up, and she puts in her, her driver's license into a card reader. She puts in her debit card or credit card into the card reader. She pulls on a retractable cord the data link connector. It just plugs it in. Plugs it in and starts the car and just starts getting on her phone. And about 10 minutes later, she unplugs it, it prints the receipt, and she was done. The newer cars monitor under every driving condition possible mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. to keep your car in emissions parameters yeah. that all you need to do is just pull up and well, have your computer check with their computer. Mm. That was it. Well, they've got multiple O2 sensors and sensors on pretty much everything. Right, now. but the, the idea was that does. you don't have to, you didn't have to do anything anymore. There was just, wow, mm. what a, what a way to collect money. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to cut it. You don't even have to pay the mechanic anymore. Mm. The state just builds the thing, puts up the computer and says, plug your car in and give us 50 bucks. Mm. Next. I'd have a heart attack if I turned up in my Camaro. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, it's going to be something where it's, they're just going to wave a magic wand as you go by and your wallet's going to mysteriously feel lighter. That's, that's what they're doing with the sniffers. It's exactly uh, that. Like we It reminded me when you said that about the sniffers over the diesels. Um, Brian Ivany says, loud one, people often misconceive the gun laws in Canada, what are they in Australia? Have they taken them all away? Brian, we kind of touched on that earlier at the beginning of the program. You can flip, rewind, and go back. He covered it pretty well on how that all works. Alan, judges, Alan, judges are called magistrates. Is that mm -hmm. correct in Australia? Correct. The judges are actually in the Supreme Court. Ah, all right. Hogs 14, loud one, has to visit more often. Learned a lot about Australia. Great show. Thank you. It It is a trend that we're, we're moving towards. Um, when I tell you that loud one, when Ian is in here and he's a guest in Australia, it it, it isn't an accident that he's it, it isn't an accident that he's here, part of Australia. The accident part is that you guys don't know is that we're friends off screen. This isn't just someone who's like, hey, we're bringing in a viewer or bringing in a fan. Ian and I are friends. We're really good friends, and Ian has is integral and part of we've been talking for god the better part of a year now about the radio station oh yeah trying to figure out how e we're ever since do you it. brought it up like uh, you yeah. you mentioned it in the middle of a show and i think as soon as the show finished i called you and i'm like what are we doing i know yeah you and did. it wasn't a matter of no how can i help what are, what are we, we doing? doing and you know you you and my wife were the same way she got that that plaque up there for kgxt mm -hmm. radio that where we own the kgxt radio name she did that about the same as you were phone calling. Mm -hmm. She was like, I need to get on this. So yep. everyone, so just so you know, the idea, what, where I was going with this, let me bring it around full circle. I don't want to chop up my own show. Um, we want to have more guests in studio. We want to have more guests through Zoom call if they're far away. Um, and the idea is to transition this to the radio station where we can have live shows um, simulcast on Facebook and YouTube and live on the radio. That's a big thing. We want to have guests. We want to, and I know a bunch of people, and Ian knows a bunch of people. But this is the way we're transitioning. This will become more frequent. This will be something we're doing a little more often because there's people that know way more stuff than I do about a lot of areas. I, I need to be a I need to be a listener, and I love listening. I love being educated on stuff. It worked out that Ian was going to be here anyway. He was. It wasn't coming by to be on the show. He was coming by just as my friend, and it worked out it's like, hey, you've been in radio. You've been on camera before. Can you can you do this? He didn't even bat an eye. He said yes. In fact, he brought breakfast <laughs> for everybody. He's like, all right, here's the food. Get the cameras up. Get the lights up. Let's go. It worked out really well. So I, I do want to say thank you, Ian, for showing up. My pleasure to be here. It was, uh, I, we, we could, you and I could probably go for another two hours and just keep changing topics. I think we'd lose all of our listeners. Though. <laughs> they <laughs> we get might, bored to listen well, to we're us. down to four now. We got four left that are interested, and I think they're asleep. I, thought, I think they fell oh, asleep we in front down, of their monitor. They I don't even we know they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I got to say goodbye. Ian, why don't you tell everyone uh, to say your goodbyes in Australia, however you say that. Cheers, mate. Get drunk. Let's all get <laughs> fucked up on uh, Saturday night. See you there. 
All right. So Ian's mic is off. His camera's off. You're back to me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys a ton. This is a very different show, but this type of format is what we intend to show you more of over the next six or eight months. We're going to do, we're going to do a lot of this. If you want to see Ian, you want to see myself and staff, we're doing a big shindig in Vegas coming up in January. It's the third anniversary of Gen X Talks, and we're going to kick it off there with a bunch of fun stuff. It'll be on the website, but email genxmomagenxtalks.com if you want to get your ticket, you want to get your hotel reservation, you want to get there ahead of schedule, that's what you need to do. Talk to her. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Not sure where you're listening from, AM, FM, Sirius, XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah.